Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Berzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, June 6th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons of Family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Point, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as uh, we get big news yesterday afternoon. It's, it's really the first, I guess, I mean, it is the first from what we know, the first EPAC to EPAC transfer with this new one-time transfer rule that went through as of June 1. And uh, that's Martinsburg, former Martinsburg now player Aiden Fleming will now move over to Hedgesville for his senior year. And uh, that's the second transfer that Hedgesville has gotten in as they get Gavin Young from Berkeley Springs as well. And kind of just wow is really my thought on this, guys. What's your thought? Yeah, I mean, definitely a little bit surprising here to hear uh, this news about Aiden Fleming. But uh, for him, he feels like it's a better opportunity for him to, you know, shine at Hedgesville. And uh, that's kind of what this new role is all about. You know, if you want to – go to a new school because you just feel like whether it be for sports academics whatever the case may be there's more opportunities for you then you know you make that decision obviously martinsburg has been kind of the premier program around here uh so it's a little bit shocking in that standpoint and of course course coach walker coming in but uh he makes this decision you know good luck to aiden fleming at hedgesville and i think for from the perspective of the eagles trying to close the gap uh, these are two good pickups for them. Uh, are they going to beat Martinsburg this season? Probably not. But, um, you know, are they going to be competitive and maybe return to the state playoffs? I think there's a better chance of that now than maybe a few weeks ago with these two additions. I mean, these are two guys that are probably going to play some level of college football. So, uh, you know, these are good additions for the Eagles. And uh, it's definitely exciting if you're Hedgesville. Um, but it is a little bit shocking from the Martinsburg perspective to hear this news uh, yesterday afternoon about Aiden Fleming because this is a guy that you expected to start on both sides of the ball and uh, has been one of the best defensive linemen in the state the last few years and that was as an underclassman so you know for Martinsburg this was also supposed to be part of their strength this year with their young offensive line they had last year they were going to be a bunch of uh, seniors this year now they're going to be a little bit younger than what they were expected so you know, we'll see what happens with these other transfers. Uh, supposedly, there's going to be another big name transferring today or at some point. So we'll see when that comes out. And uh, I think it's you know interesting to see how these guys move around in all the sports. But for football, we've already got two big names going to Hedgesville, which I think shows the respect for Coach Faircloth and his program. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at it, I talked a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the potentials of transfers. Are we going to see these, like, social media graphics that you see for guys committing to college or guys transferring from a college? And Aiden Fleming did just that with a little statement that reads. Young did the same thing. Yeah. 
But this statement here, I'll read, quote, First off, I would like to thank my teammates and coaches past and present for pushing me to be the best that I can be on and off the field and believing in my abilities. Thank you to the many parents and fans of Martinsburg High School for cheering me on the last three seasons and welcoming me with open arms. The amount of love and support has been nothing short of amazing, and I'm truly blessed to be loved by so many. With that being said, I'd like to announce my transfer to Hedgesville High School for my senior season, signed Aiden Fleming, uh, with another graphic of the move from Martinsburg High School to Hedgesville High School. Colin, your take on this as the play-by-play broadcaster for the Martinsburg Bulldogs. First off, best of luck to Aiden. He's a very talented player, one of the more talented players in the state. So I hope uh, this move is um, something that will pay off for him. I'm looking at the journal article as they've already uh, interviewed Fleming, and it looks like, just according to him, that he feels like it's a better opportunity for him. He mentioned that he'll get uh, an opportunity to be a linebacker, maybe even safety on the defensive end. Uh, Did I see running back? Which we know that he's played defensive end defensively for Martinsburg and was really solid there. And we thought, or at least I thought going into this season, that just like last year for the most part, the strength of this Martinsburg Bulldog team was going to be the line offensively and defensively because everybody for the most part was returning to their respected positions and yes you are correct Spencer it looked like uh, he also said maybe some snaps or lead blocking opportunities as a running back I don't know if they'd actually use him in the backfield and give him the ball because you got a lot of offensive talent on that Hedgesville Eagles team now so what is going to be the pass run differential I, I think they're going to go with more of an air attack than a ground attack because of the weapons that they now have offensively including Gavin Young we know DeMonte Martin's there Kirk's there as well they they got a huge wide receiver core for the Eagles I just don't know how much they'd use him other than I guess as a lead blocker for the passing attack more than trying to see if he can uh ground and pound as a running back but hopefully for him it works out it's a in my mind, questionable thing. I, I just don't know the type of opportunity. If it's the position change, then I guess it makes sense. But yeah. are there any op- other opportunities that, I guess, weigh in the difference between going to Hedgesville or staying at Martinsburg? Because opportunity for Martinsburg is that strength of the line, the opportunity to be seen playing very talented teams from not only in the state but around this entire region. And most likely, out of all the teams, having a better shot at a state championship. Yeah, I mean, we know Hedgesville loses a lot up front as well. So that's something to consider with Fleming. I think maybe the the running back thing may more be more so like that lead blocker in the backfield and maybe mm-hmm. goal line situations, which could be uh, beneficial. But, I mean, we'll see how they decide to use Fleming. Obviously, he's a good athlete, you know, one of the best players in the state. So, uh we see all the time, you know, guys that, um, you know, are just great athletes, even if they're bigger bodies and probably not going to play those positions at the next level, uh, just really shine in high school as, as running backs and quarterbacks and tight ends. Like there's been so many offensive linemen in the NFL that played a completely different position in high school. So, I mean, who knows with Fleming and how they'll use them, but I think you're right. It's more so – I don't know if it's a questionable decision from the standpoint of – I think it's more so a risky decision, I guess, is what I think you were leaning toward, Colin, because uh, anytime you're going to a new school, you know, and you're 
you know, that's a big transition. We know what to expect from him at Martinsburg. Uh, How does he fit in with Hedgesville? I think he'll fit in well, though. I mean, Coach Faircloth's kind of established a tough, hard-nosed system there. So even with them being more of a passing team next year, the really the only thing now that they're missing is quarterback in terms of we just don't know who's going to be their starter necessarily. Probably Harper, I would guess. Since yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Year, he played, we'll played in position for Ruess when he got hurt and then played when Ruess came back in and played receiver uh, during that game. I don't know. To me, I didn't think it was going to be as open season as it appears, but, I mean, the way that article reads and the way that it seems like – I don't know. I don't want to, you know, say anything that it points fingers at somebody, but it just seems very weird the way that he already knows exactly what he's going to do as he announces his intent to transfer. Uh, well, I think kids talk, and obviously, yeah. you know, there's no technical – recruiting allowed but that's my question is uh I'm, i don't think anybody's recruiting here no, but i think this is just, a situation where high school kids are talking and they're saying hey aiden you could come here and you know play i mean if this was a rule when i was a kid i know kids played on aau teams together they would have all joined up if that was a possibility uh you know in the state of pa so um i think it's a similar thing you know hedgesville martinsburg very close schools uh, the kids are in the same community. They talk. I mean, let's be honest. We know yeah. that kids know what's going on at the other schools and what opportunities could be there for them. So, yeah, it's a little weird. But uh, I didn't. I didn't know that this many guys would transfer already, and, and this big of big names transferring, and maybe not to the school we thought would get all the transfers in football, Martinsburg. You think initially, right? But not yeah. necessarily the case here nothing else all right well hopefully we'll be able to talk about more transfers as they come about obviously we had kind of heard an inkling maybe a couple more big names transferring but those have yet to make their decision public yet so once they're public we'll talk about those uh let's talk uh let's stay in the epac and, and talk baseball and softball all epac teams those were released yesterday and uh we'll start first with baseball no surprise here, head coach of the Edgesville Eagles, Eric Grove, named coach of the year. And a guy that I had as my player of the year in the EPAC ended up being named player of the year. That's Michael Lupus. A uh, tough way for his season to end, and hopefully his recovery is going well so far from his surgery. Uh, but he's named EPAC player of the year. Thoughts, guys? Well, I think Mike had a great season and uh, is definitely well-deserving. You know, we had three kind of guys that we had thrown around as probably having the best chance to win between him, uh, Baden Hartman, and Jackson Rurest. I think you know, Lupus led the EPAC in home runs. He was very solid as a pitcher. He was a leader on that Martinsburg team. And the improvement he made from last year to this year was tremendous. And I think that all goes into him winning this award. So, Congratulations to Mike on a great career at Martinsburg. And, uh, you know, we had him on the show last week, but best of luck to him in college. And in terms of the other guys on the all EPAC team, well, I'll go through them right now. Um, they all make sense. Yeah. So, catcher for the first team, Cam Moore, which makes sense to an extent, but also he didn't get, he didn't play a lot at catcher this year. So, kind of, you know, interesting the way that that was labeled. Uh, but the three pitchers Dylan's on the first team, Dylan Stevens, Lane DeWater, and Caleb Fletcher. Thoughts on that, guys? I think that makes a whole lot of sense. You could have yeah. you could have made, you know, an argument for Jackson Ruest to be a first team guy. Or Baden Hartman. 
Yeah, I mean, the way they did it was kind of weird, too. Like, guys were on both first and second team. Uh, Depending think. on position, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's kind of different. I thought Jackson was going to be a first-team pitcher if I would have known how many pitchers they took. I, I would have him in my top three, but it's it's pretty close. I mean... But the fact that Caleb Fletcher is a top three pitcher as a as a his numbers speak, I mean his numbers oh yeah they do but he's a reclass sophomore so he'll be he'll have two more seasons of baseball well he'll probably be a player of the year wouldn't surprise me at some point over the next two seasons uh, but so the first team pitchers I mentioned Dylan Stevens Lane DeLauder, Caleb Fletcher then the infielders for the first team Braylon Connor Baden Hartman JJ Pavanelli uh, Michael Lupus and Colin Reed. Moving over to the outfield, Kyle Lohr, Jordan Camby, Gage Gano, which is basically all first team is all center fielders, and then utility, Taron Boyles. Uh, what do we think about those selections? I think they're spot on, and you know we learn kind of the way that it's actually done. Uh, it's not like a left fielder, center fielder, right fielder. It's just outfielders, and those three guys are the top three guys in the EPAC, I think, of all of those positions. Uh, you know, nothing against anybody else, but I mean, they're both, they're all three center fielders. It's hard to name a number one center fielder. Yeah. I think it's tough when looking at these teams, because obviously how we did it, we kind of gave them individual positions and uh, that makes it a little bit different than how you would choose when you're just choosing, you know, the nine best guys or whatever the case may be, the 12 best guys uh, or however many guys are on that first team. So it's a little bit different than how we did it. Um, but you know, Gage is definitely a guy we considered, and I think uh, those other names make sense. Again, maybe you could have put Jackson as an outfielder to get him on the first team, but uh, just kind of depending on how you distinguish those positions. So it's a little bit different, um, but I think those are – I mean, there's so much talent around here. There's so many good players, you know, arguing for a guy for first or second team. The margin isn't really that much for most of the guys around here, so uh, not too surprised. Yeah, I'm not too surprised either. It's just different between what they have and what we have because we also didn't do, as you already mentioned, Nick, all outfield for any position. It was just they put specifically outfield. We said specific center field, left field, right field. And what we also didn't do was name one guy in multiple spots. Like if we thought I should be an infielder and a pitcher as first team or a second team, we didn't do a second team at all, but – if we did it the way they did it, I think we probably would have had similar, if not the same. So uh, I'll go with that. Yeah, here's a second team for you. The catcher, Landon Siffert, the three pitchers, Baden Hartman, Jackson Ruest, Riley Morgan, the four infielders, Carson Buber, Chris French. Glad, glad that he's getting recognition for the that kind of late season push that he had to help the Eagles in the playoffs. The other infielder, Jackson Ruest and Jason Myers. To the outfield, Cole Lewis, Ty Duncan, and Michael Poltar. Utility is Wyatt McClintock. And so they go with two Jefferson outfielders there as well. Uh, And then the one Washington as well. Uh, But uh, I definitely like Chris French being on that second team for all that he did towards that end of the season. Maybe not necessarily the full season body of work, but that end of the season, I mean, if you go look at his stats from game by game by game, his average jumps up like 30 points from the end of March until the season ends. Yeah, I mean, I said it before, I think if you were going by specific positions and where they played the majority of the season, I thought Chris French was the best pure second baseman in the EPAC uh, since they broke it up, you know, by infield, just saying an infielder. 
It's a little bit different. So he gets on the second team, definitely deserving. Uh, Duncan was a little bit surprising, but he had a good year for Jefferson. So shout out to him. Um, I don't know if there was anybody that was left off that should have been on. I'm trying to think. I had one in my brain, unless I missed you saying Patterson? it. Colin Reed? Colin Reed was on there. For, okay. Was Brett I Patterson on it. He was not. My, my apologies. I would have had him on a team. Yeah, for Brett sure. Patterson got snubbed there, I think. He could be a snub candidate for that. Yeah. But again, he's a sophomore, so he'll have two more years to show what he could do in the EPAC. Let's move on to all EPAC softball teams. The unsurprising coach of the year, Desiree Waters. Uh, player of the year is Maddie Ruffner. And then going through first team, the catcher, Morgan Cave from Washington. Jefferson pitcher, uh, Becca Munslow. Washington pitchers, Maddie Ruffner and Chloe Constantino. Infielder from Washington, Anna Sedlock. Infielder from Jefferson, Kaylee Dalton. Gracie Brown from Hedgesville. Lydia McClintock from Musselman. And Shelby Harris from Jefferson. The outfielders are Courtney Greenfield and Gabby Bibb from Washington and Taylor Presley from Jefferson. The second team, catcher Brenna Collis from Hedgesville. Three pitchers are Spring Mills, Claire uh, Claire Wetzel, uh, and then Sarah Munson and Ellie Sloan from Musselman. Moving into the infield, Brooke Allen from Jefferson, Caitlin Verts from Washington, Carissa Ring from Spring Mills, Hedgesville's Morgan Gutteridge, and in the outfield, Hedgesville's Olivia Cooper, Jefferson's Jocelyn Graham, and rounding out the outfielders, Hedgesville's Maggie Boyer. Uh, that's the EPAC softball teams for you. I think some great selections in there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good talent uh, for EPAC softball. I think um, we're starting to see a little bit more competition this year, and uh, we're seeing a lot more teams get better. Spring Mills and Musselman had some good seasons, uh, especially toward the end of, end of the year. And, uh, you know, we know what Hedgesville, Washington, and Jefferson have kind of established themselves as the premier program. So, you know, overall, congratulations to all those girls, and uh, they all had good seasons. Yeah, I agree. Congratulations to all of them. I think uh, spot on for this year, and hopefully the uh, talent continues to improve in the area and we get uh, more competitiveness amongst all the EPAC and have – teams that can compete in states yeah uh before we hit the break here well actually before we talk uh post 14 before we hit the break the final roster for the 2023 north south football all-star game were set today as they're down there practicing this week uh for the game i believe this is at george washington high school uh, South Charleston High School, excuse me. Two EPAC representatives. It'll be wide receiver slash DB Jameer Hunter from Martinsburg committed to Fairmont State. And then it will be quarterback slash defensive back from Musselman, Baden Hartman. He will not be on the baseball diamond this week for the post-14 Hornets. Got confirmation earlier that he was there from manager Trip Tobin. Uh, but uh, the North-South game, always a fun game. Last year, Hudson Clement riled up some people down there in that game. No comment on that side. I know he had a good game, but not going to get into the other. Well, he had Baden, some fun in the game. Yeah. I thought Baden at this point was 100% going to be a baseball player at the next level just because. That is true, but it I, made I, sense. But if he's playing in this game, this means he might still consider football, too. Maybe he'll consider football and baseball if a school considers that for him. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I mean, that's two, di- that's two kind of different sides of the season of the year. You know, like we see trying to 
you know, football you players can do it. It's basketball. extremely tough. Yeah, but. but it's not as tough as going from football to basketball. You get a little bit of time yeah. where your body has to recover. Uh, but let's hmm. talk some Berkeley post. What? I thought this in my head earlier. I didn't mention it because I wanted to double check first, just going back to the softball. According to Trip Tobin, just getting this text that Baden Harmon is honoring the commitment that he made earlier. That makes sense. I mean, so he made the like commitment kind of when the rosters so the softball were out. Teams, though, that, that's what I was going back to. Sorry, quickly. No Kelsey Vanda. Yeah. Was surprising to me. She Snubbing wasn't on there. either team, really. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. That, that I thought I, I didn't want to ask again because I know when I said Reed, I was wrong. I wanted to double check first till I pulled it up. And yeah, no, Van Dyne is surprising to me. Yeah. But. I mean, there's a few guys that were left off the baseball team, yeah. too. Like Oviedo, I don't think was listed yeah. on there. So, uh, younger guys, though. But for Van Dyne, I mean, she's, she's a senior. senior mm-hmm. So you'd expect her to get represented, especially at the postseason she had. So. And the fact that she's a pitcher and a hitter. You, pitcher was solid. I mean, one of the games she had three home runs in one game. Yeah, so. yeah that's surprising. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Talk some Berkeley Post 14 Hornets baseball. They're back in action tonight against Leesburg Post 34 out of Virginia. 7 p.m. first pitch. We will be there. Uh, first time this season seeing Leesburg. But, you know, looking back at last year, uh, Leesburg took, I believe, both games from Berkeley post 14 it was a eight to six win for Leesburg June 15th and the excuse me on June 27th I believe at a tournament it was a three to four four to three victory for Leesburg so you know basically the same team here for the post 14 almost you know just a few guys that are gone but a lot of guys coming back this year and uh, Chase Herndon will be on the mound for the Hornets tonight that I just confirmed from Trip Tobin uh, but you know believe Leesburg is going to be without a few players because the Virginia State playoffs are still going on. Tuscarora is in the state playoffs, so you know Leesburg could, or excuse me, post fourteen could take advantage of post thirty four being down some players. Yeah, I think overall this will be probably still a tougher matchup than what they had over the weekend. Um, but we you know this team's. I mean, this team looked great over the weekend. I know that maybe mm-hmm. their competition wasn't the best, but. Um, Still playing a Legion team, so you know quality players. But I thought everybody really looked on their game. Considering this team, uh, a lot of the guys hadn't played in a few months uh, because of when their seasons. Ended. I mean, like so, a, a month, whatever it was, a month, three weeks, but a month. College guys, though, still. could have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, um, you know, it had been a little bit since they've been out there, and they really didn't show it. Uh, you know, three home runs between the two games. Uh, the pitching was pretty dominant. Um, you know, timely hitting as well, not just the long ball. So it was a really impressive weekend for Berkeley post-14. Can they continue it here against this Leesburg team, a good early season challenge? Uh, you know, with Chase Herndon going, I mean, we'll see how deep he goes. I would only expect a few innings for him since that's kind of how they handled things over the weekend with their pitchers. But we maybe, know Chase is obviously a talented pitcher, so I'm excited to see him pitch. Maybe we see some Hedgesville players That's in the mix tonight. Yeah, not, I don't not too know sure. how many will be resting in certain situations after the well, I would presume expect some at least position players out there. I would presume Connor won't be out there, right? Yeah, I would presume that not at this moment as he probably gets checked out with that finger. Hopefully that's not too uh, – no Hedgesville players will be playing tonight just receiving that text. Yeah, I mean, they just played. Ruest is on vacation this week. So uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford at 1400 Shepherdstown Road in Martinsburg. Shout out Parsons Ford trying to right some wrongs here, getting me a courtesy car yesterday. 
as uh, try to fix my car, hopefully. But they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the side of this break, uh, we get breaking news. Today we're going to move the show around a little bit. We get breaking news earlier, something that I didn't think was going to happen but does happen. We got a big merger in the golf world. We'll talk about that and my frustrations about golf after this two-minute break. Or tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Sound. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your Natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Well, not so happy now. I guess, Colin, you want to go ahead and do it? No, I'll let you go. You're the one that's mostly frustrated, unless you want to go into the merger first and then get into the We're supposed to play golf on Thursday, and now apparently we're not playing golf on Thursday. Yeah. so We we basically... We're not good enough, apparently. Yeah, we're not good enough for the competition level. So, yes, we're not good enough to do anything, right? I'm kidding. Our our fourth guy doesn't want to play with us he decided to take um, his club and take his talents and go to south beach yeah instead of playing with us cleveland cavaliers over here uh mike being lebron james so um if we do get the opportunity we'll be out there in some way shape or form hopefully uh shape form or fashion i guess we'll be here Uh, i wanted to play golf me as well. I was very Even happy. I went, on, it, I went to the fun. driving range a couple of weeks ago. Had some good drives. Went to, on a golf trip last the weekend before this last weekend. 
thought my game improved a lot from last year. I was ready to showcase my talents at Crest Creek. And now I'm just disappointed. But, you know, uh, a lot of people are going to be disappointed in the uh, PGA right now. I can imagine what Rory McIlroy is thinking right now. Tiger Woods is thinking right now. Uh, because about, what was it, 10, 15, 10, 30, it gets announced that the PGA, the Live Golf, and uh, what's the other DP one? DP World Tour. And the DP World Tour have all merged. And Colin Morikawa uh, tweeted, I love finding out morning finding out morning news on Twitter. So he found out via Twitter. But they've all merged. This shall be very interesting, guys, how this navigates. I'm okay with it. I mean, if it's supposed to unite golf, you get all the stars from all the three different tours into one tour that I guess can play maybe worldwide, not just, I mean, they, for the most part, already do, but get to expand and see everybody going up against one another live. Maybe if we see more of the four group style for PGA here and there, I I don't know. I mean, live had the money right from Saudi PGA is the main one, and then I I don't know much about the DP World Tour, but if it's truly going to unite and get to see on the weekends, if you do get the chance to watch golf, I I do it here and there. I know there's others that will watch. DP World Tour is the European Tour. I think it's going to work out and be a good thing. I know after people left for live in this kind of war between PGA and live started between the players it kind of ruffled some feathers but i think uh they'll make amends and they're be competitive with one another and i don't think there'll be any spinning matches or anything after this i think they'll just keep it on the course and be respectful i don't really have anything to add i mean live didn't last very long i guess i mean it's just merged it yeah but they were supposed to take down the pga and be the did they take them down? Did I mean, they buy them? Are they merging? Just the word. There's a, there's a difference. I don't know. Phil Mickelson tweeted awesome day today with a happy face emoji. Colin Morikawa tweeted finding out that morning news, and everyone thought yesterday was the longest day of golf because you know what yesterday was? It was some qualifier, and you had to play 36 holes of golf in one day. Yeah, believe like, I saw I, uh, that uh, Victor Hovland, who won over the weekend, golfer, yeah. then went and caddied for his friend, <laughs> who was in the 36 holes. My favorite golfer, Victor yeah, Hovland. Yeah, he, he won. So. He won the uh, something. Whatever it the was. The U.S. Open weekend. bid. I thought it was uh, something kind of important. Yeah, the U.S. Open championship uh-huh. or something. It wasn't the Open U.S. Open qualifying Monday. Uh, no, he didn't play Monday. He oh, he played, played over the weekend. Over the weekend. And then he caddied for like his friend TV. on Monday. Like Who the won Cup or something. playoff Sunday at Murrowfield Village. He won, he won a tournament on Sunday, yeah. 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 That's what I was talking about. Memorial Golf Tournament. That's what it was. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, but how do we think this changes the golfing world, guys? I said it unites one. That's what they want, so. yeah. But I feel like, is this a loss for the guys that didn't move over to live to get that money? Or is that money going to, like, how does that change how much people are getting, like, how does that change? I don't know. Because you saw Phil details, Mickelson and all them and Brooks, was Brooks right Kepka, they all went over, signed these big contracts to go there. But now they're all under one umbrella. Does that mean you're not making all that money? If they're happy about it, I'm going to presume they're still making that money. 
I don't know their contract details, though. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know the details about this merger. How much does each group have stakes in it? Can the Saudi money from Live now kind of become an umbrella for everybody and everybody gets big paydays because we know they basically have unlimited money anyway. That's why they were able to throw out all that money at the guys that came over to Live. So do the other golfers now from DP or from the PGA kind of get some of that cut potentially is what I'm questioning. I don't know since it's breaking news too many details. So here's something that I just read from CBS Sports Golf. Furthermore, it appears the tours will continue to run independently with respective administration administrative oversight. The PGA Tour will remain a 501c6 tax-exempt organization with Jay Monahan as its commissioner, though PIF Governor Yasir Al-Rumiyan will join the tour's policy board. Live Golf, completely financed by the PIF, debuted in 2022, as we know, uh, basically, they're going to still run separately. There's going to be ongoing litigation between PGA and Live, and it will also create a path for golfers to reapply for membership to the PGA Tour after the conclusion of the 2023 season. Hmm. I don't, this is, there's got to be more information to come out about this before we can really break it down, I think, besides the fact that it's breaking news. Do you guys agree? Can't really break stuff down that there's not a lot to break down about. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break, talk some NFL news. Uh, Apparently, there is a Commander's quarterback competition. Uh, We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Yeah, I ain't hating on them boys. Screw up locking their doors. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even the pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Hadn't had a good time. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as first day of minicamp happening in Ashburn, Virginia for the Washington Commanders today. Not sure if it's happening all across the NFL. I'm assuming they vary days there. Uh, But uh, Ron Rivera spoke to the media earlier, and it appears, uh, I read this to you guys earlier on, uh, let me pull it back up right now. He still hopes uh, this is Ron Rivera on uh, quarterback situation. Quote, still hopes Sam Howell can win the starting job, but, quote, Jacoby is still very much in consideration. That means Sam Howell's not winning the starting job. Exactly. Which makes no sense as to why a few months ago Rivera said that he's going to be the starter. He was the only quarterback on the roster. That's why. They still somewhat had Heineke. I didn't think it was. He was a free agent. They could have signed him back. Yeah, but he wasn't on the team at the current moment, and they were going to get rid of Wentz. It just seems like it's all signs pointing to Washington's going to tank this year to get a quarterback like Caleb Williams. I mean, I thought that was pretty obvious when they entered the offseason with Sam Howe and they only went in and got Jacoby Brissett as their only other option. Which really, I mean, I'm, Dylan's a big Jacoby Brissett guy. I don't know why. I don't either. But uh, I don't know how you can be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who is. Uh, I guess Ron Rivera right now. But, um, you know, what else? I mean, really, if you put a quarterback in there that has success, I mean, maybe that guy is Howe. But I think you're better off with Sam Howe in a lot of ways because you don't really know what you have in him, and everybody already kind of knows what Jacoby Brissett is, a solid backup. Maybe Howe is a guy they can play, but if he's not showing it at this point in the offseason when you're not really going up against anybody, it's leaning that way that Brissett is going to be the starter. So, And also it doesn't make sense to me that a lot of, at least in the media, they've been saying that Rivera should be in the hot seat. So if you have a bad season this year – to tank for Williams, so to say. Well, what's he Are really you even going to be the head coach to get to have I mean, he Williams have or whoever you want to have? The roster. How does it make sense if you want Chase Young to go out there and prove himself if you're not going to have a solid offense to back up and keep the defense off the field and put numbers up? It all just doesn't make sense, the direction Washington's going. Do you want now? guys to step up, or do you want to tank to – hopefully get a future Franchise that hasn't so made far sense hasn't since, made sense at all because since you've been doing it yeah but it's just all a mess i mean those are some good points but like i said rivera has no real control over the roster so he's gonna go with whatever guy can get him the most wins 
to get them to have to keep him, which may not even be the case because at most this team's a nine-win team, and that's you know top dog. Realistically, they're probably a dog six to eight-win team. Yeah. Maybe even less because, I mean, it's a pretty tough division and they have the worst quarterback in that division based on what we've seen so far. I, I don't disagree, and it doesn't make sense then why keep young, period. Why think I mean, that McLaurin's going to want to stay? Chase Young is a bust so far, so until he goes out and, and really plays a full season and dominates, I mean, I don't really think you have to be too worried about his future because the guy has like eight sacks in three seasons. So, I mean, what's there really to be excited about with Chase Young other than he was a high draft pick? Do you want to hear uh, Commander's teammate Derek Forrest, a defense back, talk about Sam Howell? Sure. Terry McLaurin, I know he's high on him. Yeah, but here's uh, – let's see if this will play back right. Uh, this is about – I'm asking, they're, t- they're seeing his progress, I'm assuming, is what they're asking him about here. Uh, definitely. Uh, I'll be out there mad sometimes because I be like, dog, he knows exactly what I'm in. You know, I'm out here giving him a different look, man. So he's definitely, you know, out there being way more consistent, and I'm loving it. So, he's get- so Sam Howell now is getting praise from his teammates. That was just posted here 14 minutes ago from Zach Selby of Washington Commander's uh, website. So pretty interesting. And they're... He's getting some good throws in during the early session earlier today, but it's pretty I still feel that starts because that's what he said months ago. It just doesn't make sense to me why now he's saying there's a competition. Wh- which is it, Rivera? Well, I mean, you got to push Sam Howe. I mean, he's a fifth round pick. You know, nothing's just going to be handed to him. So I think then why why say it months ago that he's going to be well, the starter? He didn't necessarily say that. I thought he said that we're going into the season with Sam Howe as our starter. Okay. That's basically what he said. Here, do you want to well, hear point, Jacoby Brissett on this? Let's hear Jacoby Brissett on the competition. Uh, say we're going to bring in a guy for a competition. I don't know, because Ron Rivera's a bad coach, and they should get rid of him. Here. Here's Jacoby Brissett on this situation. He says the wrong thing about quarterbacks all the time. Didn't he say something wrong about Carson Wentz? Yeah. Yeah. I think he just explained it. You know, we're, we're competing against each other, but we also are working to, with each other. You know, we... we we come off the sideline, we talk to each other, but when we're going out there, I'm, I'm trying to put my best foot forward. He's trying to put his best foot forward, and we know at the end of the day that's going to be best for the team and best for each other. Uh, so uh, he understands that. I understand that. The whole team understands that for their position, uh, and, and I think it's been going well. So that's Jacoby Brissett on the quarterback situation. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Ron Rivera says, quote, just because – I said he's going to start off as QB1 doesn't mean he's going to finish as QB1 on Sam Howell. Yeah, it seems like kind of a motivation thing to me. Um, yeah. I, think, I feel like you just can find different ways to motivate him. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I think they're probably going to go with Howell because, like I said, they already know what Jacoby Reset is in the NFL. A very solid backup. Yeah. Sam Howell, we really don't know what he is. And we won't know until... Five, six, seven, eight starts. Yeah. Realistically, to get a good evaluation of them. So, unless he just goes out there and throws like 12 picks in two games or something. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on their side of this break. We'll uh, talk a variety of things here as we close down the show. 
Uh, first off, it appears the Wizards, they have, it appears they found their GM. No hiring has been official yet, but we'll talk about that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Goalie situation, maybe potentially something we could talk about here as Stanley Cup final. The Golden Knights get the win 7-2 last night. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break or two in the sports mix. Talk right to WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. There's a local family moving in our territory. What do you want from me? Taste it. It's really good. Mmm. We're going through the mattresses. It's not personal. It's strictly business. Take the guns. Take the pizza. Rocks, now serving hot, fresh pizza to die for. Ow, that really hurt. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as talk some Wizards news. A lot of news lately about the hirings as it started a couple weeks back with Michael Winger, who is going to be the kind of like number one front office executive for Monumental Basketball, which combines the Wizards, their G League team, and the Washington Mystics, the WNBA team. Uh, But we get the hiring yesterday. Well, not officially yet. Uh, It appears that uh, Will Dawkins, who has been with the Thunder since their first season in OKC, started as a front office intern and worked his way up to vice president of basketball operations, will be the new Wizards GM. He helped with their rebuild. He was instrumental in that, and the Wizards get a you know three solid basketball minds now in the building. Yeah, this seems like a good move. Uh, 
obviously working under Sam Presti and the success that the Thunder had, uh, first of all, building up their franchise with KD and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And then after those guys kind of moved on, uh, what they're doing currently with their rebuild and looks like they got some really good bright young stars of SGA and Chet Holmgren. So, um, I think the Thunder have a bright future. So bringing, you know, a guy that's worked through that organization, very similar to what Eric Spolstra did with the Miami Heat, you know, starting as an intern and then you know, getting to where he is now. I think this is a guy that's, you know, on the rise. So these seem like some good moves for the Wizards. Um, and it's kind of a roster where they've now have guys that know how to win right away with the Clippers and Winger and guys that know how to build a team long term. So um, we'll see what direction they elect to go. But the good thing is, is hopefully these guys can put them in some sort of direction because that seems to be the issue with the franchise over the last few seasons, especially is that they're not really committed to a rebuild, but they're also not committed to winning because they can't really bring star players in or at least good enough stars that can get you over the hump. So, yeah. And and I think that they've put together a really impressive new front office. I think mute button. Sorry about that folks. I just now realized it looking over, but we're good. Um, well, you know, I think the wizards, so they announced their new GM, will be the former OKC uh, front office executive. Will Dawkins, he's the number two executive for the Wizards. I think they've put together you know, a solid group there. Uh, we'll just have to see what their plan is. Do they continue to build around Beal, or will they completely move on and rebuild? That's I the biggest gotta question. I think they've got to move on and rebuild, right? I mean, they've kind of been trying to do that, though, for how many decades now? But they've if you've got a guy to... like Dawkins who you've – seen from him be able to prove a pretty solid rebuild in OKC. I think you let him lead that charge and rebuild Washington in a similar way. Yeah, but the thing is, I think at this point, too, Beal's value is not at the point that it was a few years ago. So moving off Bradley Beal, he's got a big contract and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, So, I mean, you're still going to get something because somebody's going to say, hey, we'll take a risk here on Bradley Beal if that's what they decide to do. But also he wants to be in D.C. And I think they've grown this kind of attachment to him. And I don't know. I think you you can't win a championship with Bradley Beal as your number one. That's yeah. proven. Yeah. He that could be a number two, right. maybe a number three, probably more so a number three on a championship team. But he wants number one money. And all the guys on their team, that's the thing. All their guys that are solid players are good number threes on a championship team. Porzingis, Kuzma, uh, that's Beal. their big yeah. three, and they're all really number three options on a legitimate championship caliber team. So they got some decisions to make. Uh, obviously... You know, I think uh, somebody is a free agent. I think Kuzma is a free agent, yeah. so uh, he may move on, and we'll see what they decide to do. I don't. I think they need to go full rebuild though, because I don't need team winning anything in the next few years if they keep the roster the way it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see moving over to the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. A big win for the Golden Knights, seven to two. Yet last night, uh, they go up in the series two nothing. Series then shifts to. Florida for Game 3 set for Thursday at 8 p.m. on TNT. Florida is favored at home early on in this one, but uh, not a good night for the goaltending 
for the Florida Panthers. What do we think? Maybe they could have used their emergency the emergency goalie. Yeah, emergency goalie. Bring them in. First time ever in the Stanley Cup. Let's see it. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have Berkeley Post 14 Hornets baseball tonight on the radio, TV, and YouTube against Leesburg Post 34 out of Virginia. 6.45 airtime, 7 p.m. first pitch. So that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and tomorrow. Have a great yesterday, everyone. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.